Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was gonna say something like uh you know, talking with Tyrese to, or I'm trying to look for what they got. Um Alright, so we are live, I think. Let me pull up your email. Alright, bet. Well, this was not taken, so might as well you just gotta go ahead and call it. Uh, yeah, hold on, let me double check. Okay. Yeah, that's it. We gonna be, we gonna be the Lazy Dad podcast. Lazy Dad podcast. All right. Yeah, nobody else got it. Um, that's that's it. It's a lot of good graphics that go with that. Or nah, I mean, go ahead. The Lazy Dad Sports Podcast. Nope, nobody got that. Cool. That's it. That is it. Hey, sounds like a plan. All right. So we are alive. Um, All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode. The first episode of the Lazy. I'm just trying to get in in the mood, so that's in the fair. future, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, I, if you count all the mess ups, it's basically and another. Just everybody else just don't know that yet. There you go. All right. So I am Taman Thompson here with your host Tyrese Thompson. No relation, I mean, except we I mean, are. I think you're the host. I'm just, I'm just here, basically. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hold on a second. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna kill TV too. All right. I can't find a remote to the TV. It's a dead air. Not a problem. (laughs) That's what everybody wants to hear anyway. All right. So, uh, hold on. Time out, though. How you figure? All right. Uh, It's popping again. Um, All right. right. It's good now. Is that your mic or the headphones? Uh, I hear it in my headphones, so it might be. It could be my headphones. All right. Well, I'll 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 go back and listen to it. That was three, right. about three thirty. Okay. Yeah. Um. But hold up. How I get to be the host? Uh. I mean, basically, you're supposed to be the adult in the room. So. I mean, <laughs> but that don't mean I'm the host, though. <laughs> I think I think that's exactly what it means. 
That's exactly what it means. Like, I'm just alive for the ride. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you're going to be doing everything. Recording, editing, booking people, you know? <laughs> I'm just, I just show up like, hey, you ready to record? All right, I'm about to log it in now. Yeah, that sounds like a host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hop into it. Um, so, your opening rant, what you got? Uh, you know, same thing that everybody talking about, the craziness that's going on at the Olympics with Simone Biles. And I say craziness because uh, the criticism is craziness. Her uh, electing not to participate is something that everybody should be able to relate to, except the difference is most people opt out of work just because they stomach hurt, you know? She opted out of an event that could damage her body if she made a mistake midair. Uh, I saw one gymnast, I can't find the tweet, so that's unfortunate, but she said uh, if the, uh, when she's in the air, if she messes up a turn, like she could blow out her knee. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that seems like a good reason to say like, hey, I don't got it today, so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not do it, you know, saving your limbs from uh, being damaged, but it's crazy because like the Twitter comments and you know people saying she's un-American and she's a quitter and things like that. But it's like the things that at all these Olympians are going through with the COVID with stuff, the COVID, right, right, yeah, right. and then you know, no, their families aren't there. They got nobody to talk to, like outside of their, the same people that they've been talking to for who knows how long they've been training. But then. With her and some of the other uh, gymnasts who aren't there, like, they've had to deal with so much over the last, like, decade, you know, I mean, the sexual assault, obviously, but then Simone Biles on her own, like, she's had racist coaches from other countries basically saying she scored the way she scored because she's black, like, I think it was the Italian coach, he said he should have had his athletes paint their skin brown so they could have got some more points, like, that's, that's craziness. And then on top of that, like her medical records have been leaked and she has to deal with, uh, they don't score her um, attempts and things fairly because if they did, the other girls wouldn't have a chance. So all of that stuff rolled into one after 20 plus years of dedicating your life to something and you wonder why somebody's mental health isn't there like it's it's crazy that anybody would even question that which again some of the people questioning are probably some of the same people who are throwing a hissy fit because they gotta wear a mask (laughs) you know what I'm saying (laughs) so it's kind of like look what type of but you know it's on Twitter everybody can say or feels that they can say whatever they want but it's it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree uh, with everything you said, um, particularly the armchair quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> right? Come, come on, right. man! Like, let's let's be real. Uh, less than one percent, and yeah. that's being generous. Yes, could possibly pull off the thing that she's doing like this. And hold up. Uh, 
like I said, we'll figure it out. I'm um, writing down the marks, and I'll go back in and check it and uh, right. and see what we All got. Right. All right, go ahead. Back at it. Oh, but it. yeah, just less than 1% could do it. This is an elite-level athlete. Right. Like, we may never see another Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. So, from that perspective, and only that perspective, right. I could see somebody possibly complaining a little bit, but come on, man. You see what she's done. Oh, you mean, you mean from the standpoint of being upset that she... But that's different, though. That, like, not being, being able upset, to see her, right, right. Right, being upset that you may never see her again and criticizing her for taking care of herself are two different things, right? right. Like, you can be upset that she'll never see her again, right. but you can't criticize her for taking a step back and taking care of herself. Those right. are two different things. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't think the criticism is coming from the standpoint of... Uh, it's unfortunate that I won't be able to see you again. I think it's more of like, this is I, I can voice my opinion I feel like you're a quitter just because you're doing something that I can never do. Right, but, right. Yeah, so it's just it's just people trying to uh, so, so make a point and get a bunch of likes and, you know, yeah. that's, that's all. It's like that episode of Black Mirror. I don't know if you've seen it, but basically just people doing everything they can to get a bunch of likes. And yeah. that's, that's, that's all it is. Hey, welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, so we got college football expansion. Uh, been a busy week. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma officially asked out of the Big 12. Uh, let's see. The Big 12 sent a cease and desist to ESPN. Uh, the SEC officially invited them. Yeah, they had a unanimous vote. I, uh, I did, did you see the numbers on that? No, I, no. I know they said unanimous, but I don't know because you know there were some rumblings that, uh, a&M, they had their feelings hurt because they thought they was going to be the only Texas team around, so they was feeling that a little bit. So, <laughs> so I did have a question. Just your opinion. Do you think that the... I was on some of the message boards on uh, 24-7, and I was just looking at some of the A&M folks. So you think that the brass at A&M did that just to appease some of their fan base? Or do you think they would really like, hey, hold up, Texas comes here, all our success, because they made millions by moving to the SEC. It's been great for them. But, and, you know, they're somewhat competitive at this point. I mean, they still lost to Bama by, what, three touchdowns, four touchdowns? Yeah. So they're not on Bama's level, but they're they're competitive nonetheless. So you think they were just saying that to appease their fan base, or you think they really like, hey, if Texas gets in here, we're going to have to stop everything? So you bring up a good point. Um... It could definitely have been leaked to appease the fan base. Yeah. Uh, and I say that simply because Texas A&M is going to benefit uh, from this move, too. Yeah. Um, they may not realize it and, you know, they may gripe about it. But I saw that the uh, potential TV deal was like $1.3 billion a year. Yeah, that's crazy. So, because, because the current deal is only three billion. So right, only three billion. Yeah, right. that, well, you know, over I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, you know, one billion a year—that's insane. But that's going to be crazy for all the uh, NIL stuff because everybody's going to be chopping up the bit to get these teams and these players to, you know, endorse their merchandise and this, that, whatever. So oh, I absolutely. Think it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. 
So but, what what what's, what happens to the Big Twelve? Uh, Big Twelve's gone. There is gonna. I mean, at this point, who else is left, right? So Big Twelve already had an issue. Their product wasn't any good. I mean, you had multiple Heisman winners, right? But when's the last time you watched a Big Twelve game? Just sat down, watch a random Big Twelve game. Uh, for me, it would probably be BCU. I mean, TCU and Baylor. Uh, the first year of the playoff. Okay. Uh, last yeah, last one I just sat down and watched was RG three torching his last game. Damn. And you know, it was a great game. I enjoyed <laughs> it, but yeah, it was. I uh, happened to be off the next day, and I had nothing else to do. I might have been at a strip club. That, that's that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, nah, they don't have a good product. I, I don't think they have a good product, in, in personal opinion. But I don't, I don't think they have anything worth watching, football wise, and then basketball wise. I mean, besides Kansas, who else do you want? Right? Like you had Oklahoma State, who was good last year, but they, I, I mean, they probably only got Cade Cunningham because they hired his brother, and immediately after Cade Cunningham applied for the draft, they fired his brother. <laughs> or mutually parted ways, which yeah. is a nice way to say, yeah, we let that motherfucker go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, they don't have a good product. Once uh, whoever wants Kansas for their basketball, it's probably the Big Ten. They're going to, they Big 12's going to be gone. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, isn't it? But uh, I, I do. You think? Uh, so I was looking, just looking at some of the recruits, and I think this is going to be huge for some of the like. This definitely benefits the SEC smaller teams more than it benefits Texas because Texas is already they're already mediocre at best. But now you're opening up a pipeline for all of these other SEC schools to go into Texas and get players. Texas has a ridiculous group of recruits. So I think I think that's going to help teams like Arkansas, Missouri, potentially South Carolina if they can get somebody in who knows that area. But but yeah, Texas is they they gotten everything they could out of the Big 12. I'm surprised they didn't try to leave sooner, but they had that massive 300 million dollar TV deal with the Longhorn Network. So but I don't think uh I don't think it'll be long before teams start. They're jockeying for positions to either get Kansas or, I, I, I mean, I guess just Kansas. I can't think of anybody else <laughs> in the Big 12 who somebody would want. Well, Iowa State fits the academic profile of the Big 10. Which is uh, fair. And then, and then you can <clears throat> renew a Iowa-Iowa State rivalry, which I, I guess if you're from Iowa, that's cool. Yeah, but, but I mean, <laughs> but again, um, uh, we have to think about TV markets and all of this. True. And true. there's no market in Iowa. Um, true. <laughs> they do. I will say, Iowa does the Iowa football. They did a little uh, wave to the uh, cancer ward for the Children's Center. That's pretty dope. But other than that, I couldn't tell you anything about Iowa football. Except, you know, they're black and yellow, I think. But, <laughs> I mean, who you know, you're not going to sit down and watch an Iowa game. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, and like I say, especially with uh, all of the NIL stuff that's uh, yeah. coming down the pipe. Because, uh, I mean, I can see a future where uh, you sign the recruit 
and he immediately has you know a, a car from the local dealership right. uh, a commercial spot <laughs> right. like I like it, it's it's crazy it, it's yeah. I, I tell you it's been a long time coming um <sighs> so I'm not a fan of the NCAA I I no. Can't sure. think of anybody who is at this point. Oh, um, I, anybody, anybody making money off of them. So well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah, I'm happy to see him go. Uh, I think this is the first step to uh, them going away. Um, it's inter- It's going to be interesting because the NCAA still uh, runs the tournament. Yeah. Um, so, but that's it. That's the only. Uh, really leg they have to stand on. Um, I feel like with, with a lot of this NIL stuff though, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to tighten up because really the only thing that NCAA had hanging over these student athletes was that they could take their eligibility. Right. Now right. I, can, I can make bread and not have to yeah, NCAA gonna have to tighten up. Yeah, we'll see. We will uh speaking of which, remind me before we move on to the next topic, remind me when we're done to send you a video of it's a South Park episode of basically Cartman. Oh, yeah, into- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I know exactly uh, what you're talking okay, about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the perfect outline of what this is and how these people were thinking before they had to pay these players. Like, yeah, we're going to use it and abuse your body, but we're not going to give you anything for it because you got this great education that, you know, I mean, what percentage of people don't even use their college degrees after they graduate? But different topic. Not a that's not a sports conversation. So <laughs> we'll move on. All right, moving on. Uh, NBA draft. So we had a big draft this Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah. K Cunningham went number one. Uh, I think everybody expected that. Um, a couple of surprises in the top ten. Uh, I think yes. Giddy. Went where like seven or six? Uh, six to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, so, what you think about the draft? Uh, so I, uh, I mean, my only negative on the draft was uh, you, you boy Kendrick Perkins, but I just I, <laughs> real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. How is it possible that ESPN lets people like Maria Taylor, Janelle Hill? And uh, Michael Smith walk right. They just walk. Great people at what they do. They just walk. But somehow they got this dude Perk who is terrible. He didn't even look. Did you watch it? He didn't look prepared at all. I he saw just the first part. Out, yeah. He just throwing out comparisons like, "Oh, this dude's tall. Okay, cool. Uh, Mobley, he's Bill Russell. Like, dude, what? Oh, okay, Suggs. Uh, Al Iverson. Like, dude, you're just throwing names out there. You're not even making sense. Like, ah, oh, he." He was trash. And then he my favorite comment, just because it, it piggybacks off of some of the nonsense he said earlier. But uh, he they got to the Bucks draft, and he said Giannis was one of the best, if not the best power forward ever, or something like that. And I was like, wait, I had to go back and look. I'm like, man, it's the same dude who said Giannis wasn't even the best player on his team. A week later, he's one of the best power forwards that ever played a game. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I'm done. I'm done with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, hold on. Yeah, all right, we're good. All right. So, uh, the winners that I have for the draft, I like that uh, Golden State 
they had a solid pick with Kaminga. He dropped to them. That was good for them. Mm-hmm. And then they got a top 10 player in Moody at 14. Like, that was a steal. They had people rating him as the best 3D guy. So he can play immediately. And then you got uh, Kaminga who can develop. So, you know what I'm saying? He can, he can come off the bench behind Clay because they're probably going to get rid of Oubre in some type of signing trade. And then I also like I like uh, Memphis adding uh, Zaire Williams to with John Morant. Uh, a lot of people were down on him, but I seen him play like in person when I was out in California when he was in high school. He's long. He's got he's got a good shot. He can get to the rim. He can create his own shot, which is great for a player like Ja. He needs people around him who can create their own shot. Mm-hmm. But people were down on him because um, he had a tough year at Stanford, but. He had COVID issues. He had multiple people in his family die. Like that's a lot to go through for anybody, let alone an 18 year old who can't go home and be with his family because of everything that was going on with the pandemic. So I kind of give a pass to that. It says record. All right. So moving on to some losers. Uh, I didn't like what the Kings did, not because of the player, because I love uh-huh. Mitchell. Like I love watching him play in the tournament. Like that dude. Puts the clamps on people. Yeah, he's so, a dog. He is a I, dog. I love watching him play, but my knock is it doesn't make sense because they got De'Aaron Fox, who they're keeping. Uh, hold up. All right. So they got De'Aaron Fox, who they're keeping. They got Halliburton, who looks like they're going to keep. And then they got Buddy Hill still, who's, you know, they say he's going to be traded, but he hasn't been traded to this point. So. He's still on the roster, so it doesn't make sense. But um, so that's why I didn't like that. Uh, I thought the Raptors also had a weird pick. Again, I don't knock the player because I like Scotty Barnes. It's just it didn't seem like the they would go with that type of player. They need a guy. They need a guy who's going to get some buckets. And Scotty Barnes is a good player. He does just about everything, but he's not the type of player they need. Yeah, I I thought that was a reach at four. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. Man. The one thing I can say is Toronto's front office uh, generally has things together. True, so, true. I would imagine there's a reason uh, that they drafted him. But I, 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 it's a weird fit. I'll say that initially. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and then uh, I guess my only criticism would be for OKC. Like, you saw what happened when Boston stacked picks, right? They stacked picks for years. They were they were stealing picks from the Knicks, just giving old players who <laughs> AARP members to the to the to the Nets for draft picks. And then they just got Jason Taylor, like not saying Jason Taylor's not good, but you know what I'm saying? You didn't trade up and go get a guy, like somebody else to go with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jalen Brown's good, but uh, I mean, there, I, there's a ceiling to what that team is going to do. And I don't know how far they're going to go with just those who carry them. They could have moved up and got better players. You know, or it's, even packaged them and moved around. I felt like OKC should have did something like that. It's interesting. So just sticking with the Celtics for a second, uh, you are the second person who has not really been sold on um, on uh, Brown. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not saying he's not good, but he's in that same category as Clay to me. 
Clay's a great player to be on the team, but is he that dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if he was on the team by himself, like, the dude can score. But he's also had a game where he scored 16 points on 14 dribbles. Can you really build a team around that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Jalen Brown could do a little bit more. He has a little bit more bounce, things like that. But are you going to build a team around him? And, yeah, you have, you have Tatum, but I don't know if he's the dude to carry them anywhere beyond second round in the Eastern Conference, which I guess if that's what you want, it's fine. Okay, okay, well, point taken, point taken. Uh, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, the Hornets. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they did their thing. Uh, I mean, you know, a little luck happened because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. had, they had book night in most mock drafts I've seen, top eight mm-hmm. going, I think six was where I saw him going uh, before the draft. And yeah, he, he dropped. Like, I mean, he's a dude who can go get a bucket. Yeah. Pair that with uh, Lamelo, who's a proven distributor. So now you have your backcourt. Like that's kind of what you want. So you, you kind of hit a home run on that. I think. Um, yeah, he he had some uh, bad shooting numbers, but if you look at his um, adjusted shooting numbers, like advanced statistics, like not counting you know last second heaves because mm-hmm. the team around him wasn't that good, stuff like that. Like yeah, he shot twenty nine percent. But his from three, but his true advanced three point shooting was thirty five percent, which pretty good. Like oh, yeah. I'm good with that. But uh, the only knock on him that I would really have is his assist turnover ratio, which is atrocious. Hmm. So he's got a again that kind of can be attributed to some of the situations he was put in. Right, right. But at the same time, like it's I you know watching him play, he made a lot of bad decisions. So. That if he shores that stuff up, I think it'd be. But I, I think the steal though, if if he can develop, is Kai Jones and Mason Plumley. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. You get Mason Plumley, who can be your rim protector, your rim runner, while Kai Jones develops. Develop. Yep. Yes, and he has the athleticism, seven one wingspan, six ten to, and he's crazy athletic, so he can run the court, which is great, but. You know, he just put on a little bit of muscle, but there there are some plays where I've seen him protect the rim like really well. So he's shown flashes that he can do it, but he needs to do it at a consistent level. But I think getting Plumley, even though he makes bad decisions as far as which school to go to in college, he is a player that I think that can play in front of him and actually uh, contribute better than Cody Zeller and Bisbeck Biamba did. So I, I like that trade. And I like the Kai Jones pickup. Uh, Some of the other players, I'm not gonna pretend like I know anything about them. I haven't seen, but I don't know. I read good things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, um, I mean, draft night was a home run. Uh, for them to number one, they got somebody who was unguettable, supposedly. Yes. Um, they got Kai Jones, who was supposed to have been who they they were getting at eleven, uh, at nineteen, and then you got to move up twenty spots to take Mason Plumley. Like man, brilliant night. Um, for the first time in a while, I'm I'm excited. Um, about the Hornets. I I woke up the morning after the draft and said, wow, they actually have a team. And, I mean, considering that, you know, they were in fourth place before the injury bug hit last year, uh, I'm 
I'm looking forward to this season. I must say. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much longer you're gonna be able to get twenty dollar Hornets tickets. So that's Facts. A, that's Facts. that's a good sign. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a sign of an organization moving in the right direction. That's it. Uh, all right. Final thoughts. Anything else? Nah, man, I ain't got nothing. Uh, we need to start a petition to get Perk fired. But uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty much the overall consensus of everybody <laughs> who watches basketball. But, all yeah, right. All well, all right, y'all. Keep an eye out for that petition to get uh, Kirk fired. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, uh, this is Taman, and that's Tyrese, and we are the Lazy Dads Podcast, and we'll see you next time.